listening to the Creating a Brand podcast, where we deliver weekly masterclass interviews on topics to help you make your first or next step in business the right one. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Happy New Year, everyone. 2020 is officially behind us. To start 2021 off strong, I wanted to bring on a guest to talk about achieving goals. When I thought about who this guest should be, only one person came to mind, Brandon Turner. He is the face of bigger pockets, and I refer to him as the people's real estate investor. But today we're not talking about real estate at all. We're going to be talking about how he's been able to consistently achieve so much so fast in his life and in his business. In today's episode, Brandon shares practical advice and strategies that will help you reach your goals faster. For links to resources mentioned during this episode, you can visit creatingabrand.com slash 078. Now let's not wait any longer. Here's my conversation with Brandon Turner about achieving your goals faster. Brandon, welcome to the Creating a Brand podcast. So excited to have you here with us today. Thank you. I am uh, I'm pumped. I, I love talking about all this creating a brand stuff. This will be fun. <laughs> right. Thanks for giving up the uh, the waves in Maui for a little bit for us, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I had to come in sometimes. I mean, you know, you get the wrinkly fingers if you stay in the water too long. <laughs> I come up, I emerge from the water for an occasional podcast. <laughs> I love it, man. You know, you mentioned that we're gonna be talking about more things related to creating a brand versus real estate. So if that disappoints some of the listeners already, because I saw your name and assumed we'd be talking real estate, I'm not going to let them down completely. I've actually already done this, but I, I compiled a list of what I consider to be the best of the best of your real estate content. So videos, audio, blog posts, everything like I, I found it all. So don't worry, creating a brand, we have that for you as well. But today, I definitely want to talk more about the mindset that goes behind it. Because just being truthful, Brandon, I think that you picked real estate, but it's really the skills you acquired that you could have used in any industry if you wanted to, to buy and sell flip cars, right? You probably could have done the same thing using what you've learned as an entrepreneur. Would you agree with me saying that? Or do you think what you've done is just is just real estate? Yeah, I'm a, I 100% believe that the skills you acquire in building a business, if you're good at that, should apply to any business. Like if you are like I could have cho chosen probably ice cream and if I would have been passionate about about creating an ice cream business, I could have probably done OK at it and made good money. And then it translate that to a now I have a coaching business, which then I translate to a flipping business, which I translate to a, you know, landscaping company. I think that mindset and business principles are what matter across every industry for the most part everything else is just tactical little things that you can learn in a book or two or by chatting with other people but it's the, it's the rest that matter it's like that's the gas or the fuel that drives whatever car you want to put it in uh, so i'd rather focus on how to get the best gas possible and the best fuel and then you can apply that to anything yeah you started by saying mindsets can yeah. you explain how you develop the mindset that you have today because obviously that doesn't happen overnight can you explain that a little bit yeah i you know it doesn't happen overnight and I, it's continually tweaking all the time. But in fact, I had this great conversation the other night. I'm sitting up on my, like, I have this, like, we call them Lanai's here in Hawaii. They're like front porches. Uh, and I'm sitting on there with a couple of uh, friends of mine. And we're just talking about like, these guys are young. They're like young twenties, just getting started in business. And, and we had some conversations and I, I kept saying things like, well, that's like a level, like, and I was like, that's like a, a level one mindset. I was like, I want you to think like, think differently. Like, what about if you did this? And I'm like, oh, I never even thought of that. I'm like, well, that's like a level two mindset. And there's like, level, like, if you wanted to make it simple, you could call it like five levels, right? And you, in every area of your life, you go through the different levels. In fitness, for example, I might be a level one, uh, where I'm still like, you know, eating Doritos and nachos. And I don't understand <laughs> why your people eat healthy. Um, and, or then there might be a guy who's like a level five and, and you can push yourself up there. Actually, I think this is a good analogy. I like this actually. Uh, I haven't fully fleshed this out, but I like you got it. Come on, man. Right now. It's, good. Right. it's good so far. All right. So here's one thing. It's like this. 
When I was younger, I loved uh, Jack in the Box Oreo cookie shakes. They were like the best things ever when I was in my young 20s. Oreo cookie shakes from Jack in the Box are unreal. Uh, peppermint hot chocolate from Starbucks, unreal. And then uh, Taco Bell's cheese quesadillas. The the magic they put in that, I don't know, but it's un, 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 unreal. I used to eat like those three things pretty much every day in my young 20s. And that was just normal. And if I would have thought like, that I'm going to not eat those things for long, I would be like, it would hurt me. It would pain me. Like, I could, like there's no way I could live and not eat those things. I love them so much. Today, I mean, I haven't had a peppermint hot chocolate except for, I have one once a year on Christmas. I haven't had a Taco Bell thing in like, I don't know, 10 years. And uh, I, I, Jack in the Box, I mean, it's been years and years and years since I had an Oreo shake. Uh, and it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't pain me. In fact, I when I think about it now, I'm kind of like, oh, that would just give me a ma- massive sugar rush. Why? Because my my mindset changed when I came to that type of food. Today, I eat mostly vegetables, organic, uh, everything pretty much. And I, I, I eat pretty healthy. Like, but I don't notice the difference like in terms of like I'm not happier like back then because I was eating yummier food. So in other words, my mindset shifted over time and the way that it shifted and this is where I'm getting at is it shifted by two things. One, I knew like three things. One, I knew that there was a better mindset out there. I knew that a different way of thinking about food was was important. Uh, number two, I knew that I wasn't naturally going to get there. So I like literally forced myself to watch documentaries on like health and fitness so that I would try to glean, because I believe that mindset has changed through media more than anything else. I mean, how does almost every major movement in the world happen? Uh, I feel like media drives most of it. So if, if you want to get your spouse on board with anything that you're trying to do, have them watch a documentary on that thing. And they'll, it doesn't mean they're going to become a, a vegan overnight. Like I didn't, I'm not a vegan still. And I watch a bunch of vegan documentaries, but I knew that just by shifting, by, by focusing on those things, my mindset would start moving from level one to level maybe two or three. If I'm watching a bunch of level five documentaries, and hanging around a bunch of level five people, I'm going to naturally move from level one to level two. And so that was, the, there was the, that, and then I would also do like challenges, like fitness, like the whole 30 days, 30 days of like, you know, torture of you're eating basically nothing. And then I did like, I'm in the middle of 75 hard right now, which is a program from Andy Frisella, which is like 75 days of no sugar, no alcohol, twice a day workouts. Because when I'm done with the 75 hard, I went from working out three days a week to now I'm working out 14 times a week. So where I'm gonna, I'm, when I'm done with the 75, I'm not going to keep working out 14 days a week. That's a terrible, but I bet you I'll work out more than three days a week. I'll probably be out right. four or five days a week, right? So there's these three things that kind of push you up in your mindset. There's one, like just recognizing that there is a bigger mindset out there, something else you can move towards. And then moving your mind to that purposefully by like the media that you consume, the people you hang out with. And then third, by just forcing it like to an extreme level in a short time so that when you settle back down again, you're you're at a little bit higher level and you just continually do that over and over and over and we're talking food right now but this applies to everything business and wealth success entrepreneurship all across the board everything you want to accomplish in life you have to change your mindset if you want to change your life and it really drives it i love that man something you talk about that goes right along with mindset i believe is the intentional action and everything you just mentioned those three things which those are intentional actions you can take can you talk about just the intentional actions you've taken over the yeah. years in your life? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, this idea, it's a word intention. I've been using, yeah, I use it a lot. I have a journal out there called the intention journal. The whole idea, mm-hmm. the idea is like every day, like, are you being intentional uh, about your actions? And so uh, a couple of things I do, first of all, every single week I said, so first of all, I have a vision for where I want to head. I have an in- intentional plan of where I'm headed in life. For example, my vision right now is $50 million of real estate by December 31st, 2021. I want to own uh, $50 million of real estate. I'm actually going to hit that probably by the end of this year, like a year early. 
because because everything else I say here. Yeah, thanks. I mean, but it's all because everything else I'm about to say is I had that vision of where I wanted to head. Very clear vision. Uh, If people are listening to this and they want a good book on that topic, there's one called Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold. It is a it's really good. So anyway, so I'm taking this idea of the the vision and then I put that into like annual and quarterly goals or benchmarks. So if I want $50 million in real estate this year, I wanted to own X amount. Or if I wanted to be this body type by end of this year, I want to be here. Then I move that to quarterly and then I move that to uh, even weekly. And then every single week, every Sunday night, I do what's called my weekly battle plan. And I sit down and I write down what are my top three goals that align to my vision? Or at least like what are the three things I'm working on right now during this like quarter, we'll call it like this 90 day period. And I say, okay, well, I'm going to, one of mine is to complete 75 hard. The other one is to work no more than 20 hours per week on all business, all my businesses combined, no more than 20 hours a week. Uh, and then, so I, I track these things and I write down my goals. Uh, and then every single, and then in, in that every week I write down, what's the thing I have to get done this week to be on track for that and identify what that is. See, most people like they don't even stop and think like, well, I mean, I really want this, this thing. What do I got to do? What's the next step? What's the next hurdle? What do I got to work toward? And simply the act of identifying what that is, being intentional about identifying it, like 800, 900,000% increases your chance. I'm making those numbers up, but I think that's probably even conservative. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. increases <laughs> your chance of getting that thing done. Then I take the weekly and every single morning I wake up and I go, uh, you know, I write down, what time did I wake up? What time, or how much did I drink a lot? Did I drink water this morning? Was I intentional about, uh, you know, my reading? Did I get my 10 pages of reading in? And then I rewrite my three goals down because I want to be very intentional about it. And then I write, what am I going to do today to be on track for my goals for the week, to be on track for my goals for the quarter, for the year, for my vision. Uh, and so I take everything from this big thing and then I move it all down to like, what am I going to do today? Uh, and I'm very intentional about that. And then I also track my habits as well. I'm intentional about the habits. So am I drinking water? Am I waking up early? Am I meeting with my team? What are those habits I want to build? Because when you track things, they tend to improve. So I track all my habits and I do all of that stuff. And so again, anyway, yeah, I, I built the journal around that just so I could track it for myself. And then now we sell the journal in bigger pockets, but you could literally just use a piece of paper if you really wanted to and just start tracking that stuff. So that's what, when I say intentionality, that's how I, I put that into practice. Yeah. I mean, you begin with, with the mindset that you want, right? So it's the, it's the end result and you work your way backwards from, from there, which I think is so important. There's something that I do that you mentioned as well. You talked about reading 10, 10 pages a day, right? Like reading something. So for me, when I read a book a week right now, because if I'm going to interview somebody, I want to have read one, you know, one of their books is the one yep. we're going to discuss. Um, thank you for giving me a break on that, by the way, I've read a few of your books, but like we're it. just, we're just here talking. <laughs> so, but, um, people are always like, how do you read a book a week? And I tell them, does reading three chapters a day sound intimidating to you? And they're like, no, not really. I'm like, I read three chapters every day. Like, yep. That's all I'm doing. And it's not really a lot of work. It's just that I'm consistent with it. I'm always showing up. I'm intentional to the result that I want. My mindset is I want to yep. be in the right place to have this book finished before I interview the author. And if I'm going to do that, it means three chapters a day, which isn't really a big commitment. It's maybe 30 minutes. So it's not a lot. People people are mind are blown. They're like, you read a book a week. I'm like, it's not that much. If you really think about it. It's amazing what you can accomplish with consistency and persistence, right? Mm. Like people are like, I, I, you know, yeah, I mean, think about that, that exact analogy or we use that as an analogy. You read a few pages every day in a book. Like even if you read like, I think I figured out, yeah, if you read even 10 pages a day, which is what I'm trying to hit right now, if I did 10 pages a day, that means in 30 days, it's 300 pages. Most books are around 300 pages, let's say. Yeah. That means a book, you could do a book a month. I mean, like for most people, they're like, you know, a book a month would be crazy. And I mean, what's it take to read 10 pages, 10 minutes, you know, maybe 15 minutes? I don't know. It's not crazy. Yeah, um, it's not. 
And so, yeah, it's it, when you're consistent, the problem is what people do is they, they read on Monday for 20 minutes and then they don't read again until the following Monday for five minutes. And then two weeks later, they pick up a book again. And they read. <laughs> right. so as a result, they read one book a year. Right. It doesn't take a year to read a book. It takes like, you know, four hours to read a book in reality. It just, we're just not consistent. So that's why I actually would push people all the time on, especially like real estate related or any business thing is focus more on the consistency, doing a little bit every single day versus trying to do these big monumental tasks. If you just do every, a little bit every day, you will read 52 books a year. You will launch a multi-million dollar business. You will have all the success you want if you're just consistent with it long enough. Yeah, consistency really, I mean, that, that's key. I said this on a couple other podcast episodes I've done, but it's something that I actually heard from Jim Collins. I heard him speaking one time and he referred to uh, a term that I'd not heard before and he called it chronic inconsistency. And he thinks it's the biggest thing that entrepreneurs struggle from now is just that we can't be consistent with what we know we need to do or even setting that intention. We just kind of go for it. And like you're saying, one week we'll do this and two weeks later, we're like, oh, I'm having success with it. I guess I'll try it again, yeah. right? Instead of just making it something we do every day. And uh, I want to get back to consistency, but real quick, you talk about uh, MINS is what you call it. Most important yeah. next steps, which I believe is something you can do consistently. Can you talk about those a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So in that process, I mean, every day, every morning when I write down what my three goals are, I always identify what is the most important next step. In other words, what is the, the smallest, tangible, physical thing I can do? Because here's what I find is fascinating is that almost everything in life comes down to a series of like one to five minute tasks. Like they just a bunch of little and I might have a hundred of those or a thousand of those little tasks. But there's usually just like these small little tasks that you just have to do. It's like I got to pick up a phone. I got to I got to text somebody. I got to call somebody. I got to send an email. I need to write down this note. Like everything's little tasks. And so in life, we tend to not like it's, and none of them are hard. That's the, that's the most amazing thing. I mean, like literally like you could like build a rocket ship on like five minute tasks, like, and it's not super complicated. There's just a lot of those steps. And obviously rocket, there's some steps that you might not know, but right. if we as people just identified what a step, the next step was, what the most important next step was. And again, I'm talking like, I mean, let's just do a real life practice right here. Like if yeah. one of my goals is to, uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of something that I haven't talked about in a while. Um, okay. I want to build flower gardens in the back for my wife and my house here, like uh, garden beds, not flower gardens, but like garden beds. So she can have a, a, a garden in the back. And I've been needing to do this for the last like three months. We've been talking about it. And I have literally made zero progress on this goal in, in, in months. I mean, I've done nothing towards it. But if I really sit down right now and go, what's the, ne like, what's the most important next step? Well, I got to get dirt. Because I have actually the box. I built the boxes a few months ago. I got to get dirt. Well, that's not actually the next step. How do I get the dirt? Well, I got to call a bunch of companies and find out who has the right dirt. No, that's not the next step either. I need to... Uh, sit down on my computer, go to Google and type in dirt, you know, or soil providers, Maui or soil Maui. That is a one minute task. That's all hmm. I mean. So in other words, I've had two months of making no progress simply because I never did what I just did live here on this call, which was identified what the most important next step actually was. And now I feel really stupid right now. <laughs> I'm, gonna ask you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, what the heck? Like, why have I not done that? Why have I not simply Googled because once I get that little thing done, now, like, I'll figure out what the next step is. It's probably to pick up the phone and call that company and ask them, you know, and talk to them about the type of dirt they have. And if it's, is it good for growing garden stuff here in Hawaii? And I bet they'll, in a five-minute conversation, I will have exactly the answer I want. I'll probably even have it ordered and have it shipped to my house in that five-minute conversation. And then the next step is, okay, well, I got to get some. Either I'm going to do it. I'll probably do it myself. But if not, I'll hire. I need to hire someone. 
to come over and move the dirt from the front of my house to the back of my house in wheelbarrows. Okay. So what's the next step there? It's it's amazing what happens when you just take your, you're like, I want to do this. And then I start asking what's the most important next step. And if you do that consistently, it's like reading that 10 pages or three chapters in a book every day, a year from now, you're going to be a completely different person. We're gonna make sure this doesn't go live till after you finish this task for your wife. Just so you know, that way you can, you can she's not like, look how easy yeah. it is. Why haven't you yeah. done it? Yeah, why haven't you done it? And then the, the simple truth is, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's actually a phenomenal question. Why haven't I done it? Why haven't I done that? It's because one, I and all of us are guilty of this. We have way too many goals in our life, right? And I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna suddenly just not tell my wife I'm gonna build her a garden. Like she wants a garden, I'll do a garden for her. But you can only have so many important goals. And so out of my three goals that I track every single morning, like, I mean, if I sat down and tried to do my men's, the most important next step on every single solitary ambition I have in my life, it would take me hours every single day. I don't have time for that. So it's also about prioritizing what are the most important things that I need to get done. And so maybe it's one of those things we should sit down with our spouse. And it, like my wife probably has 50 things she wants to accomplish right now around the house or with our life and just in our, in our relationship and our family. So I need to identify to her, what are those couple of things that I should be tracking in a journal or on a whiteboard or on a piece of paper or something so they stay top of mind? Because that's how we make sure those things get done. And we, we're, we're also being conscious of our, of our family's goals and not just our own, not just being self-centered like I tend to be. So bring this strictly back to entrepreneurship real quick. Thinking about sure. that, when you first got started uh, in real estate and just out in the world, you started blogging and quickly had other opportunities as well to do like one, invest, do some flips, like all these different yeah. types of things, right? How did you stay consistent with knowing what the most important goal was? Like, how did you know which men's to focus on, right? Because there's a lot of things that entrepreneurs, especially when they're getting started, they have to do these hundred different things. How have you been able to identify which one really is what matters at that time? Yeah, that's it's so hard. I mean, I like to use the analogy of like you have to build a lot of bridges. People build a lot of bridges to get over to this like success island. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do that. And so I try today to be and I recognize I'm a different spot than most people are, but I try to be very uh, quick to destroy a bridge. Like I, I want to be focused on one bridge at a time. Like that's the goal is to focus on one bridge because then you can put all your effort and manpower and time and money and effort into one bridge. And that bridge is going to be built way faster and you're going to get to where you need to get to. Uh, what I find is when I got started, I, I was doing a ton of different things. Like you said, I was flipping, I was doing rentals, I was trying to fix stuff up and I was never very good at any of it. Like I was just like mediocre at all of it, hmm. which was fine. Uh, they all moved very slowly. But if you if you are building five bridges at a time, you're going to build them 20% as fast as if you were building one bridge. So in other words, it'll take you five times longer to build five than it does to, to build one. And so what I like to recommend is like really like ask yourself, what's the one bridge there? I mean, to use up words from like the one thing, what's the, the book yeah. of one thing, which is phenomenal. Like what is that one bridge that if I just built that first, the other ones could always come afterwards. So for example, one of my bridges right now, like honestly, I think it'd be fun to do a TV show. Uh, that sounds completely ridiculous, but I live in Maui. I flip houses. I have an internet personality like that, like that, you know, gets out there on YouTube. So doing a TV show is not a, a, a big stretch. Uh, I could probably pitch a show and maybe there's a one in 10 ch chance it would get picked up. The amount of work that goes into that is fairly significant. So mm -hmm. I, as much as I want to do a TV show, and I think that would be a cool thing. I have, I have sat down and thought intentionally about my life and knowing that my limitations in time that I have and what's most important, which is my family. And I've chosen not to pursue that bridge right now. Maybe five years from now, I can pursue that bridge. But right now, that is not a bridge I need to pursue. So you could be saying the same thing. If you're at, uh, you're trying to 
start a real estate business. And you're like, well, I could flip houses or buy rentals. Well, which one can you do later? And it would work just as fine. Which one's just there to satisfy your ego? Uh, which one actually gets you closer to your goals? Let's focus all effort on that one. And now sometimes you have to build two bridges because you have to have a a source of income while you're also having invested. You can't just like invest in stocks all day long. Right. How are you going to pay your bills right. uh, or invest in real estate or whatever? Right. But the closer we can align our bridges together, the closer we can smush them together. Meaning uh, if, if I was trying to build a real estate business, I'd probably become a real estate agent and then try to do one real estate thing like flip houses or buy rentals. I don't want to buy rentals and then work as a Silicon Valley uh, engineer. I, 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 I maybe could again, but they're just two separate bridges. I'm not using any of the same materials. So I guess that's the kind of how I try to try to narrow down the number of bridges. It's just trying to think, how do I do just one? Like, what's the one that is most important right now I have to do? The other ones can come later. Uh, and if you just constantly try to kill things from your from your agenda, I think that's a good thing. I think you're always trying to kill things uh, and, and quit things is kind of the key there. Yeah, I agree that that really it's it's taking the things off and saying no to the things that aren't the most important, right? I think that many of us, especially early on the journey, we're really excited and people start recognizing us and they want to jump on a call with you. So you're like, yes, of course. And people want your help and your input with this. Yes, of course. Like I want to do all those things. But it really does take us saying no to all those things that might sound fun, maybe even feed the ego a little bit. Yeah. To just focus on, like you're saying, the thing that actually matters most and the thing that we know is actually going to drive the results to our long-term vision that we have for our lives. So I'm glad you re I'm really glad you covered that one. I think that's so important for us. We'll get right back to today's episode. But first, can you do two things for me? First, if you're enjoying this episode, please share it on your social media or share it directly with somebody that you know that would also benefit from listening. Secondly, please visit creatingabrand.com slash free to join the Creating a Brand Inner Circle. This is where I share exclusive content, including online courses, how-to videos, and other resources focused on helping entrepreneurs go further faster. By doing these two things, you are helping me reach and serve more people. So thank you in advance for your support. And now let's get back to today's episode. I think this is going to be the first episode of 2021, starting off a new year. Uh, we're recording it in advance, so hopefully there's no more like political talk, no <laughs> more pandemic. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm remember all back these... in December when the entire world burned down? That was yeah, right. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Remember when so, there were like seven Hawaiian islands? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, oh, my now. gosh. Yeah. That was weird. Your real estate's worth a lot yeah. more. Good yeah. investment. <laughs> um, oh, man. We're probably going to edit that out. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so at the beginning of the year, do you do something differently every year? Like, is that when you're actually setting your goals or do you set them along the way? Like, what does it look like for you? If you wouldn't mind walking us through the, the way that you process goals on a yearly basis. Sure. A every year, my wife and I, and I do, I do almost all my goal planning with my wife. Now, individually goals okay. with like the, for example, my open door capital, which is my mobile home park business. Like I'm, I'm not talking mobile home park goals with my wife because she doesn't care about that at all, mm -hmm. but I'm talking like with my wife about where do we want to go as owners of this mobile home park company. And so like the, the broad vision is always casted alongside my wife. And I think that's so important and something that most people miss out on is they set their goals themselves. But my wife and I take time every single year. We usually go out to the same restaurant at this beach. We do it every year and we sit down for like three hours and we just talk about like the last year we bring the same notebook with every year. We talk about what did last year look like? What were our goals last year? What were the things that were important to us? Uh, what do we want to do this year? Where, where do we, how do we feel about our, our relationship right now? How do we feel about our health right now? How do we feel about our, all that stuff? And we sit down and we just plan everything. Now, you know, 
January 1st, I think it was 2020, we sat down and we had a couple of really cool goal planning things aligned. Like for example, we wanted to, uh, we want to spend a month in Europe. Well, COVID kind of killed that, but you know right. what? Like, yeah, like it's like this great quote from, I think it's Eisenhower said it plan. Was it planning? Uh, plans are useless, but planning is everything. Hmm. In other words, like, yeah, you like, just because your plans don't work out doesn't mean that every single goal you set on that January 1st is going to say work out. The year is a long time. That's why I break things down to quarterly. But just that act of sitting down and going, where do we want to get to? What's important? Uh, and really trying to align ourselves together on that. Because when you're aligned together, then there's a lot less of the weirdness of like you and your spouse, like, you know, disagreeing on things. You're not really sure why they're focused on one thing. Like, I, I want to be very clear. So anyway, that's how, that's how my goals work. Because I, I do it on usually January 1st or somewhere right around that with my wife at a special place. And we try to keep that uh, tradition going. And that's been just such a game changer. And then throughout the year, we do these kind of catch up dates where we'll, we'll talk about them as well every quarter roughly on how we're going with that and what we want to tweak and what we want to do to get back on track. A example, actually, uh, I was one of my goals was to work out like January 1st. I said, I'm gonna work out 300 times in the year. And I was like, I, I again, before that, like, to go back to the conversation we started this with, I was barely working out at all. I mean, mainly, mm -hmm. maybe like twice a week at at most i said you know what? i think it'd be cool to work out like 300 times this year that would really get me into a better shape uh so i'm gonna do it well then i was actually that's basically six times a week you, i mean five to six times a week you gotta pretty much work out and i was doing really well up until about july then july i just stopped for some reason i lost like a month and a half like six weeks worth of working out and so like there was no way i was gonna be able to finish the year and be on track but because we set that goal together and i talked to my wife we sat down and we're like yeah i really wanted this goal uh and that's actually what led me to this whole 75 hard thing, which is two workouts per day. And I worked right. out to the point where if I was like, the only way I can salvage this goal is if I work out twice a day. And I'm not going to do that naturally. I'm just going to say, screw that goal. Unless right. I have some kind of thing, like a program or like a, a, a challenge to go after. So that's how we're doing it. So anyway, so again, we revisit the goals throughout the year so we can realign ourselves to them and remember what they were and uh, make adjustments if we need to. I really respect that you bring your wife into it. And ultimately what you're talking about here for the listeners that aren't married, it you're talking about bringing in accountability. You're bringing yeah. in somebody else to, to be part of what you're doing. And that's also what you do with the workout side of things, right? Your wife wasn't gonna be able to hold you accountable enough for that, obviously. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I need some backup yeah. here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Accountability is, is so important. Did you ever set goals at a time in your life where you weren't having accountability and you clearly saw a difference, right? Yeah, I'm such a big believer. I mean, I need accountability. I just, I won't like... If, if it's up to me to wake up at 5.30 a.m. and go for a Oof, jog, I will right. not wake up. And, like, I was actually thinking about this morning. I was thinking like, I'm like, I'm a smart enough guy. Like, I mean, I can put on my shoes correctly. Like, I know how to like put one foot in front of the other. I know how to run just fine. I even have a lot of motivation of why I want to run. Uh, I can do real estate. I'm a smart individual. Why can't I wake up at 6 a.m. when I say I'm going to get a.m. and go run? Why did I hit the snooze button? Or why do I, why, like, how stupid am I, really? Like, and it's, and it's, it's, it comes down to it's not intelligence. It's not, it's something else that drives us. And some people, maybe if you're David Goggins, you've got this, like, unbelievable. Right. No thing. one's David Goggins, yeah. though. So, Nobody's David Goggins. Yeah. So instead, I have to find ways to hack my my life instead. So I do that in three different ways. Uh, number one, I am meticulous about, like you said earlier, I said earlier, daily journaling. I write it every single day because when I'm what I find that my chance of doing something increases like dramatically if I've written it down, I'm going to do it that day. In fact, they did a study a few years ago. I think Dominican University did this study and they took a group of like 100 people. 
and they divided them into three chunks. And they all 100 people wanted to work out more. This is from the book Atomic Habits. I think I stole this study from, but uh, the, the all 100 people wanted to work out more. The first group, they said, okay, go work out more. And that's all they told them. It was like the control group, right? And out of them, uh, only like 30% or 31% actually ended up working out that week. Then the next group, the next third of these people, they said, okay, go work out this week. But first, check out this like motivational pamphlet. It's all about how you can do it and go out rah-rah. And it was like all about the benefits of health and fitness and all that. Right. And the percentage actually dropped. It was like 29% of people actually ended up working out from that group. There's a so, lesson there. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. So motivation alone wasn't enough. But then they did one additional thing. And they asked these people, the, the final group, the third group, to simply write down, it took them 10 seconds, write down when and where you're going to work out. So day and time, and then the place. And that's all they had to do, write it down on a piece of paper. 90%, I think it was 92% of those people ended up working out simply because they wrote down three words, the, you know, the, the, the place and the time. It was like the play, you know, like I'm going to do it uh, this day, this time, this place. Uh, 92%. It tripled the chance of these people actually working out. The same thing is true in my life. So number one, I journal. I write down every day what the most important next step is. I write down in my calendar when I'm going to do it. I go and put it on my Google calendar. There's also a calendar in my journal. I put it there. Now it's the chance of getting done is dramatically increased. That's not enough even for me. The next thing I do is I have accountability groups. I've had a number of them over the years. Some last for a year, some last for six months, some last for five years. But I get together with other people who are also success-minded and we meet together regularly, whether every week or every other week. And we just hold each other accountable. Hey man, you said you were gonna do this. Did you do that? You know, what, what, what did you do last week? You know, just a quick accountability checkup with these people. And the third thing I do is I hire a performance coach. This is the most expensive option, of course. It costs me, you know, it can cost a thousand bucks a month even uh, up to for a good performance coach. But now it's a, every other week or every week, depending on your coach. Somebody else saying like, who's paid to say, hey, Brandon, you said you're gonna work out six times last week. Uh, how'd you do? And I'm like, oh, you know, I got a little bit busy. So I only worked out four times. Brandon, you said you were going to work out six times last week. What, I mean, what happened, man? Oh, well, you know, I just got really busy. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I mean, do your goals matter to you? And you know, you need somebody to like, that like holds right. you to your crap, right? And like, all of a sudden you're like, oh man. And then it's like, well, why did you feel like, what did you do on Thursday? And you said you were going to work out. Like, well, I mean, you know, hey, you know, my coach has never said this to me, but if I was a coach for somebody, I would totally do this. Okay. You said we're going to work out on Thursday. Uh, do me a favor right now. I want you to hold your phone up to the camera. Not you, but I, I tell my client this. I'd say, take your phone up and I want you to, uh, I, I want you to show me on your phone, your, your screen time on Thursday. Mm. Show me, show me that you, you, you use your phone on Thursday, right? And instantly I'd be like, uh, like that person would be like, I, 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 I'm, I, I, right? You throw oh, your phone out the window. You throw yeah. out the window. You're like, no, oh, it's gone. Look at that. Yeah, it's gone. I don't even know. I don't even have, I don't have a phone. Whatever. I don't have a phone. Um, so bottom line is like, that's where you hire a performance coach who's like getting paid to hold accountability groups are awesome, but everyone's just kind of there volunteer wise. And it's great. But if you got the money for performance coach, I find I have it. So I, I incorporate all three of those in my life, accountability groups, journaling and a performance coach. And that keeps me accountable alongside my wife. Who's also, you know, where's my garden? Come on, hurry up. Right. My garden. <laughs> oh man. I love that. No, I, I, I think that's so powerful. The accountability side of things is, is incredible. I remember I heard Michael Hyatt speaking about, and I'm gonna get the percentage way wrong. So it's 70 same odd percent you have a higher chance of actually completing a task if you tell somebody, just one yep. person, it increases by 70%. So you're talking about writing it down as well. These yeah. are things that 
are they're all simple. I mean, Brandon, nothing you've shared yeah. just this last few minutes, I'll say, is anything that's like going to blow anyone's mind. Like anyone could do this anyone, right now. Yeah. I mean, right now they could. But the thing is, it seems so simple to us that it's like, I, I can just do that on my own. I don't need to write it down or right. I, don't, I don't need accountability. I'll just be my own accountability. I'll put it in my calendar, right? Yep. At the end of the day, we're always going to fail ourselves. You know, I mean, there's, a, of course, a message there. But, you know, yeah. we, we need that in our lives. And there's a reason for that. Having community, having people in your life, in your corner that are going to help you out. And it's, uh, I think with the accountability side of things, you have to, of course, make sure that people are not going to be like condescending or rude to you. It's yep. people that care and they want yep. you to do what you've said you're going to do because you know and they know that's going to bring you to the mindset and the goals that you you have for yourself. A hundred percent. And now if we were to like condense everything I just said, I mean, imagine this for people listening right now. Imagine that you had a clear vision on where you wanted to head. You knew exactly who you wanted to be in three years. You, you know, Whether it was fitness, whether it was real estate, whether it was entrepreneurship, business, whatever, relationships, doesn't matter. You had a very clear idea of who you wanted to become. And then you had a goal for the year that aligned with that. And let's say that every week you were sitting down with a journal and you were writing about what you're going to do and you were focused on just that thing and you were meeting with a group of people to talk about those goals and maybe you had a performance coach helping you. Imagine you had all of that. Do any of us believe that we would not accomplish incredible things like anything we put our mind to if we just had those simple things in play? Like it's it's almost laughable. I'm sure everyone listening right now is just going like, oh, of course I would accomplish that. So why aren't we? None of those things take more than a few minutes to do. Why don't we do those things? It's because we're not intentional about mm -hmm. our life. Instead, we're sitting in the passenger seat. We're sitting in the back seat. We're just wondering like when we're going to get there. Like we're yelling up to the taxi driver, wondering when we're going to get to the destination, not realizing that we're the taxi driver. And so, yeah, if, if people were just a little more intentional about their life and where it's headed, they can drive wherever they want. And you can have an incredible, abundant, amazing, amazing life. Uh, if you just get out of the back seat, I love that, man. That's a, I don't know if you've used that analogy before. I've never heard you give that one. But that was yeah, that's spot on, Thank man. It's nice. good stuff. So, but talking about intentionality now, I want to I want to kind of go a little further with that sure. point there. Um, I think that a lot of us were not intentional, but it's because we don't know. Like yeah. if I ask certain people, everything you just said, exactly right. If I ask me, okay, so yeah. what's the thing that we want to make at the top here? What's the goal? Most people are like, I'm not sure. And that's because they haven't, they're not living an intentional life. Even in business, people aren't intentional about their business goals, but it's because they don't, they really honestly just don't know. What do you say to somebody like that? Like, how do you begin yeah. to live more intentionally? What do you need to do? Yeah. So I live out here in Maui, right? And there's people that like, I don't understand this hobby. And I'm sure somebody listening to this is probably doing this hobby. I'm going to offend them. I don't understand this hobby though. The people who buy the really nice like metal detector and then walk around the beach all day long <laughs> and they just look for stuff in the sand. It's a, it's a weird hobby, but I'm people I'm on the beach it. in Florida and, and I watch people like I'm like okay. laying on the beach and like just watch them go by. I'm like, do they, are they having fun or is this? Yeah, exactly. But people <laughs> love this stuff, right? That's like a huge thing. So here's the, here's the, the point I'm trying to make with this. What most people think about business and about about like their life in general is that they are metal detectors on the beach. They're looking for something hidden somewhere and they're like trying to find their purpose or their plan. They're not sure where, where, what they should choose because it's out, it's out there somewhere in this thing and they're looking around for it. But the fact is like, that's not life. Life is not a hit, not a hidden gold out there somewhere that you're metal detecting for. You are an artist and you have a blank piece of paper, a big canvas in front of you and you're holding a bunch of paintbrushes and stuff. And it's like, do what you want. And so in other words, what I'm trying to get at is like, what sounds great? Answer that question. Just instead of thinking what's right or what should I do, change the vocabulary to what would be amazing? 
What would be awesome? And so like, should I flip houses or should I do rentals? I don't know. It doesn't matter. You can be rich either way. You can be happy either way. I don't know. So what would be amazing? What sounds like an amazing life? What sounds like, and if it helps to start with a day, what sounds like an amazing day? Oh, you know what sounds amazing is it wake up at 6 a.m. and then go drive for an hour and a half to work every day and then work for a boss that I don't like and then come, like nobody says that, right? So paint your picture. What do you want? I want to sleep in. Or I want to get up early and go run down at the beach. Oh, so you live, live near the beach. Oh, I guess I do live near the beach. Okay, great. Now we got that part, right? Like, do you want to watch the sunrise? Do you like watching sunsets? And right now, you're going to be in Florida. Or you're going to be in Hawaii, right? Or California. So now we can, we can take from our day and paint an amazing day, which means we can paint an amazing life. I want this many employees. I want this many, this much revenue. And it doesn't have to be a billion dollar level. Maybe you're happy with a hundred thousand a year business. Great. Paint it. And then think, does this sound amazing? This is what that book, Vivid Vision, is all about. It's like painting your life. Because at the end of the day, to sum up everything I'm rambling here, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. So stop thinking that it matters and just pick something that sounds amazing and go with it. You could always correct course along the way. I think that something you have to do to really achieve what you're talking about here, to really decide this, it takes visualizing, right, the future Mm -hmm. and where you want to be, and also regular reflection to make sure that that still sounds good. Because uh, Brandon, five years ago, when I I sat down, I first decided I wanted to get into entrepreneurship, I can remember sitting there and my vision five years in advance did not look like where I am today. And I'm happy I didn't end up where I thought I wanted to be. It changes over time. As you get into things, you realize that, okay, this wasn't as fun as I thought. I thought this was gonna be the most fulfilling thing ever. I'm not really into it. And that's not because I'm scatterbrained, but it's always kind of, it's been a stepping stone and I'm constantly going back and visualizing my future, reflecting on where I've been, on where I feel like I want to go and, and repaying that picture, if you will. And that's been what's really helped and served me well along the way. Yeah, yeah, I continually tweak my picture and change it. But I, I you know, the, the balancing act, of course, between like things are hard right now, so I better scrap yes. my picture and paint something new, right? And, and- this is just a, oh, this is just the annoying, like first base coat of paint. And once I get this on there, then the, the next one comes next. And it's, it's a hard, it's hard to know what it is. And again, where performance coaching comes in, where accountability, talking with your spouse, with those conversations happen. Uh, and just like you said, I love that you said taking time to reflect. Like how, when's the last time, like you drove for an hour in the car without music? When's mm-hmm. the last time you went and just sat at the beach without your phone and just grabbed a notebook and just sat there for four hours and see what comes up? Like, those are the moments where we just really reflect on like, where are we at? What do we want? In fact, almost, I can almost, most of my, I feel like best ideas in life came from like driving while my kid, like my baby was sleeping in the back seat and I was having to drive in the middle of the night trying to get her to sleep like Rosie. Those times I couldn't listen to music because like she was trying to sleep and she'd wake up with any sound. And so I would just think for hours and like so much good came out of those moments. I mean, I'm asking myself right now, why don't I do more of them? I don't know. I'm busy, <laughs> right? I'm yeah. Busy, so. I think that I think it's something we have to prioritize though. We we talk about like the the prioritizing things that matter most and redefining that picture, making it even stronger, more clear happens with that self-reflection. And what I do living in Jacksonville, Florida on the beach is I, I go out to the water and I sit out there and I don't bring my phone. There's no music. It's just me and a notepad and a pen. And I just sit there and I think, and I'm like, okay, what what do I want, right? And I think that so many of us, we can't answer that question about our businesses even because we have not done that act. So I'm really glad that we covered that one. I think that's so important. Now, I want to bring this conversation to an end. It feels like like we just got started. These are like absolutely my favorite type episodes. And it's been a blast. But I want to ask you, this is the the first episode of 2021. It's a new year. Uh, Can you leave us with some final wisdom or advice? Yeah, I guess I I would say a couple of things. I'm maybe rehashing a little what I said earlier. 
is but like I really want to encourage people like today, tomorrow, like put on your calendar right now, like while you're listening to this, remember the chance of doing it is way greater if you write it down when and where. So write down when and where you're going to take that half a day or even two hours, three hours if you can get away. So go and plan your life this this year. What are you gonna do this year? And take your spouse with you. Make it maybe make it fun. Like go take a trip out to the beach this weekend. Like go find a random last minute deal on Expedia or something, and go to the lake or the cabin or the farm or wherever. Go somewhere neat, and just like, just think about your life. Where do you want to head? Uh, and, and so I think that's the very first thing you can do is right now when this podcast ends, go do that. That's the first thing I would do. Uh, and then secondly, uh, you know. Oftentimes people are still thinking, well, I'm I'm still not sure what I want to do. Like, I just know what I don't want. People focus way too often what they don't want. So I want you to encourage you in that time. And just between now and that time is be thinking not so much what you don't like. I don't like my job. I don't like this. I don't like that. Uh, Where your unhappiness is. Just think again, what do you want? What sounds amazing? What's the perfect day look like? The perfect life look like in all areas of your life, financial, spiritual, uh, fitness level, like all that stuff, spec it all out and try to figure out what would be an incredible life and then work towards that. So I guess that's the best advice I can have is like, just take that time and and don't just say that's a good idea and then go back to doing whatever you were doing five minutes ago before this podcast started. Well, 45 minutes ago, but actually do it, like do it, like right. do it. That's it's It's not about what you know, it's about what you do. Otherwise we'd all have uh, a six pack. <laughs> and that's the truth. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate the time, man. I wish best of luck to you finishing that flower bed. That's obviously priority one after we've, we've talked here. So, but I really appreciate you being on the podcast, man. This was, this was a great conversation. For sure. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me. I could have talked to Brandon for another hour on the same topic. You can definitely tell that we're both passionate about achieving goals and doing so quickly. Now, because this is the first episode of 2021, I want to challenge you to take action immediately on what you learned from Brandon today. Pick one thing that stood out to you the most and implement it in the area of setting and achieving goals. And I know that it will serve you well in 2021. Brandon, thank you again for being a guest and sharing your goal setting and achieving wisdom with us today. For links to Brandon Turner's intention journal and his best real estate content, and his podcast, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 078. Thank you as always for listening. I'm looking forward to bringing you another masterclass episode next week and happy new year, everyone.